Good morning, OH. How's everybody doing this morning? Come on, everybody good? Everybody good? The Lord is good. Uh, D. McG and Brooke B. Man, that's a nice combination right there. That's beautiful. Uh, the Lord is in this room. Amen. He's here. He's within us. He's around us. The Spirit was moving over the waters. As the Spirit was moving over the waters, so Spirit come rest on us. What an awesome prayer. I'm, I'm grateful to be with you guys this morning. Well, I'm here every week, but I'm grateful to be bringing the Word. Thank you, Pastor Tim, for giving me this opportunity and believing in me, as I said, believing in Ollie, believing in us. And uh, I bless you. I bless you, man. I hope you... Get some amazing, much-needed rest, and the Spirit rests on Him right now, right? Amen? Amen. I just want to share just a little bit when I, as I get started. I, when I preach, I share a lot of my stories, um, sometimes funny or whatever. But, you know, most of you guys have heard a little bit of my story, you know, at least when I started leading worship. I'm not going to share all of it, but I had the opportunity. It didn't look like this at the time, but had the opportunity to start like Pastor Tim gave me the reins at 15 to start leading worship here every Sunday. And um, I was thrilled, right, Brooke? I mean, it was awesome. A lot of mistakes happened and everything. Came a long way from 15. Came a long way from 15. I'm grateful to be here. I'm grateful to be in this church. I mean, it's so life-giving. It's so healthy and so freeing. And I pray that you feel the same way, but... You know, when I went to college, I went to Georgetown. And to be honest, I'm, I'm a kid with big ambitions, big dreams, big goals. Maybe you're the same. I, I didn't necessarily have it in my mind that, I w- that God would bring me back here. I went to D.C., potentially the most powerful city in the entire world from an earthly perspective, right? And go play football and just, God, wherever you want, you know, wherever you want. The more that, though, that I came back to LOH, the more that I had meetings with Pastor Tim, you know, I felt like my heart continued to be drawn back to this community. And one of the reasons I realized this was it was Pastor Tim's vision. You know, when he talks about his vision of seeing the kids dancing in the rain, his vision of seeing the Spirit poured out and God's glory and God's goodness manifest, I saw it too. I could see it too. And when your vision lines up with someone else's vision, it's so powerful and so freeing and so fertile for God to do amazing things. And I want to encourage Pastor Tim, but I want to encourage the church. That you don't have to go somewhere. It's good to go. But you don't have to for God to, quote, use you. No. Where the power is, where the action is, is where Jesus is. Where the Holy Spirit is. And like I said, the Holy Spirit is in this room today. Moving among the aisles. The person of the Holy Spirit speaking to you and speaking to me. Encouraging us. Empowering us. Transforming us. Renewing us. In Jesus' name. As we give Him all of ourselves. We believe it. So God, we ask that You do whatever You want to do. Ephesians 3.20, my favorite verse. What's your favorite verse? Church Online, what's your favorite verse? Write it in the comments. 
All right, that, that's great. Yep, keep it to you. Now I'm just kidding. We, we, wanna, we wanna talk, we wanna engage. This is a dialogue, right? This is a dialogue. Let's do this. This is all about worship. Here we go, my favorite verse. Now to him, now to him who is able, who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine. According to His power, according to His power that is work at work within me and you, to Him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. And the church said, Amen. Amen. What an awesome prayer. I know that prayer. I know that declaration. I know that. I choose to believe that, and therefore I act accordingly. You know it. Listen to me. You know the word. We choose to believe it, and then our lives look different. You know, the majority of the time, and I, I could be wrong, but the majority of the time, if you don't believe it, it ain't going to happen. And how will you believe something that you don't know. That's why it's important to be in the house of the Lord. It reminds you when Pastor Tim's preaching or I'm preaching, it reminds you or, or worship, whatever, reminds you who you are, reminds you who he is, because it's easy for us to get off. It's easy for us to get out of sync or a little funky. Is that a word we use today? A little funky. It's easy for us to believe something other than the truth about us and about God and about others. It's easy. And we'll talk about that in a second. I, I read a book that inspired me. And, and if I read a book that inspires me, I'll probably share it with you. And uh, if you like reading, um, this book right here, this, I, I'm not, this isn't like an advertisement or whatever. Craig Rochelle did not pay me to do this. Uh, Winning the war in your mind. If, if this message speaks to you, man, uh, maybe, take, maybe take a look at that. Like so much the Lord was speaking to me as I read this last month. And I was just like, the church, the church, uh, the church needs to hear about the lies. The church needs to hear about the lies. I just, I just kept thinking that. But let me read a little excerpt from it. Are we good with that? Le read a little excerpt from it. Kind of funny, but it brings, it brings my, my point to light. So uh, everybody good? Good. All right. Page 116. And do my due diligence with uh, page 116 of Winning the War in Your Mind by Craig Grishel, okay? Imagine you go to a party with a friend. Just before you both walk into the house, your friend grabs you, looks you in the eye, and says, you know that everyone at this party thinks you're an idiot, right? <laughs> you have a friend like that? Oh, man. For real. All right, let's go in. You're shocked. You had no idea anyone thought of you that way, much less everyone at this party. Everything at the party would seem different to you now. If the host forgets to take your coat, you know why. She thinks you're an idiot and wants you to leave. <laughs> if you see two people whispering and laughing, you know what they're talking about. What an idiot you are. <laughs> If your friend decides to leave early, you know what's going on. He's embarrassed to be seen with such an idiot. You leave the party and your friend says, did you believe that whole idiot thing I told you? 
You give him a confused look, he smirks and lights up. Gotcha. (laughs) So no one actually thought you were an idiot. But because you assumed they did, you looked at everything through that lens. Remember, a lie believed as truth will affect your life as if it were true. We could say a lens with a distorted view will make lies seem like they're true. Are you and I right now believing a lie that though we believe it to be true about ourselves is only affecting us because we believe it to be so? I understand there's, there's difficult situations. I understand there's hard seasons of life. But there is an anchor and there is a truth that we need to be listening to. What you believe is so important. Do you know, you may even be believing a lie right now as I speak. Living in an alternate, uh, alternative reality based on your bias or your subjective reasoning. As I share the truth about Jesus, like Ephesians 3.20, for example, someone can be speaking to you, the enemy or the flesh. You know, this verse that, that I shared would not affect my life as much as it does if I did not believe it, even though it is very much true. If we believe this, it will change everything. If we believe Jesus and his word, it will change everything. Because I I believe God is capable of beyond our imagination in your life, your level of influence, what God can do with your gifts and your talents and your ability and what you have and your just just your your personality, your your intelligence, everything that you have. When you give it to God, I believe he multiplies it, man. He can change everything. You say, you know, Dustin, that sounds perfect. Maybe online you're That sounds perfect, you know, and great. But in reality, many of us, we don't live like this. Our lives can look very different to what Scripture says, what Jesus wants to do. And this is what I want to address today. This is what I want to talk about. Something, this peace that pollutes, distorts, and perverts everything that I just said. Everything that Jesus wants to say to you. And that is the lie. I want to talk to you about lying today. I was going to call this message Liar, Liar, Pants on Fire. (laughs) Hanging from a telephone wire. You guys guys know that? I I want to say, you lied to me. You lied to me. You know, we've developed, and there's a lot of books on this. But neuropathways, right? When you, when you think a thought, it's easier to then think that thought again. And, and you develop pathways in your brain. Something gets triggered. Something's said. No one looks at you. It gets triggered in your mind, and it's easier to go that direction. But there's power in the name of Jesus to change those. And that's also a scientific study as well. So I want you... To start off today, you you might be thinking of lies right now that you're believing. That you're like, this is on my life. This has been on my life. This is what I believe. God's not for me. This is what I believe. I'm hearing you preach, Dustin, wanting to encourage me. But I want you to say, 
to that naysayer, that person, that flesh, the enemy, the person, I hope they're not beside you. I want you to say, you lied to me. Come on. You, everyone say it. You lied to me. Church online, you lied to me. Put it in the comments. You lied to me. Let's pray and ask the Lord to have his way and speak and deliver us from these lies that we've carried. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Hey, church, as I'm praying, why don't, why don't you just pray? Why don't you just ask the Lord what he wants? God, do what you want to do in me. Maybe even lift that lie up, that, that thing that you're confronting right now. Jesus, help us to believe the truth about ourselves, about you. Holy Spirit, speak to us. Drown out the lies. Tear down the lies so that we can live in victory and freedom to the glory of your name. In Jesus' name we said, Amen. Amen. Come on, you can do a better amen than that. Say amen. 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 And so I ask, have you believed the lie before? Yeah. Have you believed the lie before? Nod your head if you have. Yeah. So I, I, believed, I believed the lie once, and, and, and if I had Pastor Tim's awesome thing, I could do this, but I believed that my Uncle Mike could take off his finger and put it back on. <laughs> so, so you're going to have to get this, Josh or Lucas up there. So he could take off his finger. Can you, can you guys see? Uh, and then put it and, and put it back on. I, I believe that. I, I believe you. <laughs> I believe some dumb lies. No, yeah. <laughs> I believed. I believed. My high school football coach said I didn't have it. I didn't have it. You were wrong. <laughs> he said I wasn't going to be as good as my brother. Now that's up for debate. We're different positions, but. That's what he said my junior year in high school. You ever, you ever wonder about people you try to prove wrong your whole life and you just got to realize they're wrong. You know what I mean? The people that we try to prove that, that we're something, that, that we're honorable, that we have something to give. You know what? They're just wrong and you don't need to worry about it. Don't bear that on your shoulders. Don't bear it. So we believe some jokes of lies, but we also believe some very serious things that have affected us for a long, long, long period of time. And I want you, as those lies come right, right now, I want you to say, you lied to me. You lie. That's not who I am. That's not who I want to be. That's not what I'm carrying. That voice, that naysayer, that doubter, you lied to me. Why is it so easy to believe a lie? You know, it's something that, that we focus on the negative things. Studies show you need seven, this is crazy, seven positive words to outweigh the one negative. Crazy. Why, why, why are we so focused on the negative? Crazy. But also studies show it's easy to believe a lie. Maybe it's because uh, we only use 10% of our brains. That's a lie. You guys know that's a lie. It says 65% of the people think that we only use 10% of our brains. Because you've heard something so much that we just naturally, oh, we only use 10% of our brains. And it's not true. How about this one? You can't swim after you eat. <laughs> we all think, that, and you're like, I, I read this and my mind was blown. I'm like, no, no, I can't swim 30 minutes after I eat. That's not and they're like, no, that's actually not factual at all. Because you see, when, 
when, when, a, when a thing you hear eventually over and over again, you eventually deem it to be true, even when in fact it is false. And we are telling ourselves so many times, children of God, that we are something that we are not. That we are this and we are that. I will never measure up. I'll never be good enough. I'm not royalty. I don't have what it takes. And God's saying, that's not what I put inside of you. You're, you're acting like this is true. It's affecting as, you as if it's true just because you believe it. Amen. And it's not. It's not true. It's not true. So I ask the younger generation, when society tries to group you all together in this, they're lazy, they don't take responsibility, all the, how long are you going to listen to that lie? You don't have to carry that. You don't have to put me in a label with everybody else. No, that's not me and I'm not going to bear it. You lied to me. How about older generation that you're, that you're done for? And we'll just focus on these young little pretty people. That ain't it either. Amen. You are not done. Have we been listening to what the Word of God says? That the God is going to speak to the old men and they're going to dream dreams. Amen. And young men are going to see visions. They're going to be mature and rise up. Amen, I like it. I'll try to preach it. Amen. Come on. Come on, somebody. Amen. Amen. But there's more. There's more to it than just your flesh. We have an opponent. We have an adversary, an aggressor. That's frustrating, right? So not only does my flesh, and oftentimes the world, Desire what's contrary to the Spirit. In other words, contrary to what God wants to say to you and speak to you and, and do for you in your life. The flesh desires what's in opposition, but then we got an accuser, a person coming against us, the enemy. And the enemy is frustrated. You ever play basketball? You ever play basketball? What's your favorite sport? Say it, golf, basketball, football. I, I play basketball and um, I like defense. You say, of course, you're 5'11 and white. You definitely like defense. <laughs> defense and shooting. No, that's not me. I'm athletic, okay? <laughs> I love defense. If you listen to me a while back, you know, you know I, I'm not much of a shooter, I'm a point guard. I facilitate people. One thing I love to do was play defense, right? Okay? And uh, uh, have, you ever, have you ever played defense? You ever strapped up somebody in basketball? It is a good feeling. Like you got their best player and they're like trying to do something and you literally, it's, it's a terrible feeling to be strapped. To be a point guard and not be able to do anything and they're like, oh my gosh, such good defense. Anyways, there's good defenders. There's bad defenders. Listen to this, okay? And then there's these people. Now, if you play basketball, if you didn't play basketball, bear with me. But there's these people that act like they're good defenders. And they're not good defenders at all. Like, but, but here's how they act. They come at you and they're, ah, ah, whoop, whoop, ah, ah, ah. And you're like, all I got to do is keep my composure and make one move and I'm by you. All I have to do while you're doing all your antics, all your flashy, aggressive stuff, talking real loud, making everybody think you're good, I get the ball and I, and I make my move and my composure. You know, the enemy is a roaring lion. And he comes at you like an aggressor. But you know what? By the power of Jesus, because his blood works, 
because his blood works. If you know the move, if you know the way to go, you keep your composure, you keep your maturity, and you make that one move, and you make him miss. Because the blood of Jesus works over your life, and he doesn't have power. Come on, somebody. He doesn't have power. So you come in your maturity and you know the word, you know the truth, and the enemy's coming with all his antics. He doesn't have power to guard you, to grip you, to keep you in Jesus' name because the blood of Jesus works. It works. It works. Somebody needs to say the blood of Jesus works. The blood of Jesus works. Come on, say it in the comments. The blood of Jesus works and it works for you. He works for you. And the Spirit, I believe the kids learn this verse, the Spirit of God gave us has not made us be a slave to fear. He's not made us timid that we should shrink back. You can't shrink back, child of the King. You can't shrink back. You got it. You got it inside you. It's dwelling deep within inside you. You got it. You should not fear. You should not back down. Don't be afraid. Come on. Listen to those lies, man. You can't afford to listen to the lies. You can't afford as a Christian to be fed the lies and believe the lies. This is supernatural. This is what God wants to do in your life. And he wants to do it in your life. Your life, not just Dustin's, your life. Heinrich, your life, man. Your life. We get, we get all excited in church and we say, man, God is really moving through Dustin or God is really moving through Pastor Tim or this or that. No, God wants to really move in your life. Change everything. <laughs> but the enemy is smart and he's been doing this a long time, a lot longer than us. And the lie works. Am I right? The lie really, really works. Jesus says in John 8, 44, He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, for there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies. So how do we know the truth? How do we know the truth, man? One more thing. Did you notice, though, this is, this is the truth. How much of the, quote, truth the enemy used when he was tempting Jesus? I mean, have you read that? I mean, if you read it, it's more than just one little line. I mean, a few lines. He, knew, he knows it. But when He, the Spirit of truth, comes, John 16, 13, but He, when the Spirit of truth comes, He will guide you into all the truth. Amen. Without the Holy Spirit, we can still have the beautiful, living, and active Word but we can be off. 
We can be off. We need the power. That's why we say pour out your spirit. That's why we say spirit have your way in us. Do what you want to do. Is because without the spirit, we're no different than that man testing Jesus. Let's be careful. And and I want to encourage the people today, don't get all worked up about it because you're supposed to be like a child and you're supposed to have humility. That's where we can get off. When you're when you're studying scripture, we ask the Lord, Holy Spirit, make your word come alive to me. God, I'm your vessel, whatever you want to do in me. So I have no agenda. You know what I mean? I have no pride. This is not about myself. This is about, Lord, what do you want to say? I'm a humble servant. I humble myself under the mighty hand of God, and I believe that he will lift me up. Amen? Amen. So we need the spirit of truth. I'm going to ask you this. How long are you going to believe the lies? How long are you going to listen to the devil or your flesh? How long until you trust God's faithfulness in your life? How many, how many blessings? You look back and you count them all. How many times until you believe the faithfulness of God in your life? Not just other people. Oh, I believe He's faithful. But in your life. How long are you going to negatively fill in the gaps and ruin your life. How long are you going to serve the father of lies, the devil? I know it sounds crazy. Just listen. How long? But there is a way out. A way out in the mind and heart and soul and strength. A way out. But it must be intentional. And it must be out of the power of the Spirit in your life. It's time to end the lies today. Make a decision to end them today. Go ahead and call them on it. Say, you lied to me. It's over. It's over, that relationship with the lie. Come on, say it. It's over. Church online, it's over it's over I'm done I'm done believing the lies I'm done bearing the weight that that's just who I am that is not me that's not me even though it's easy to believe the lies a lot of us know the enemy does this we know about the flesh we know essentially better but it is hard right We can be like the disciples when Jesus comes to them and says, you have little faith. Why did you doubt? In other words, Jesus says, why did you believe the lie that I wasn't going to come through? Why did you? Can I tell you something? We have to be on the offense here. We can't let if you've ever been, if someone's getting me with the basketball quote, basketball uh, illustration, if, if you're ever in that situation and the person's coming real aggressive, man, you have to be on the offense. You can't feed into them. You can't let them just do what they want to do to you. The same way with the enemy. We have to be on the offense. We can no longer play defense. We can't afford to. We have to access the very presence of God. Because in the presence of God, mountains move. In the presence of God, chains are loose. Prisoners set free. Demons flee in His presence. Come on. And now Scripture says we can approach His throne with confidence. Hebrews 4.16. That means we need to choose to walk in. We have access. Now we need to choose to walk in. Walk into his presence. Walk into his glory. Walk into what 
he wants to do. Because remember, if we believe a lie, it works as if it were true. You say things like, you say things like, I'm not a disciplined person. Bad things always happen to me. They just don't like me. I will never lose weight. I am alone. I am unwanted. I am just a broken person. I just can't beat my porn addiction. What lies are you listening to? How about some truth today? I am, the, I am the righteousness of God in Christ. God is for me, not against me. Someone needs to stand up. The Lord is always by my side. Emmanuel, God with me. He has given me the desire. And if I come to him, I shall never hunger. He has chose me. He has appointed me. He has anointed me. He is close to my broken heart. He has put me back together again. I am no longer broken, but made whole by the power of his spirit. Come on. And in temptation, he has given me a way out. And I am more than a conqueror through him who loved me. It's over, baby. Be done with the lies today. You know who you are. And it's who he says you are. You lied to me, devil. You lied to me, flesh. I don't serve two masters. I serve Jesus. Come on, somebody give him some praise. Give him some praise. Come on, someone stand to your feet and worship the Lord this morning. Oh. Oh, hallelujah. hallelujah. Come on. I serve Jesus. Oh. Holy Spirit is in this place. The Holy Spirit is in this room. Oh. Holy Spirit. Come on, you can't serve two masters. You either hate the one, love the other. I ain't serving the lies anymore. It's over. It's over. It's over. So what do we do with the people who lied to us? You're called to be like Jesus. Can I just put it as straight as Paul does? 2 Timothy 2. Opponents must be gently instructed in the hope that God will grant them repentance, leading them to a knowledge of the truth. Gently instructed, right? Because we've all been here at this place. And God wishes that no man shall perish, but everyone come to the knowledge of the truth. Everyone, even your biggest enemy, Everyone. God wants everyone to know him. So opponents, we must not ruin it for God. Must be gently instructed in humility in the hope that God will grant them repentance, leading them to a knowledge of the truth and that they will come to their senses. This is not me. This is this is what Paul says. This is what Scripture says. Come to their senses and escape from the trap of the devil who has taken them captive to do his will. Remember this word captive. And remember we're supposed to be on the offense, right? 
Here's what we have. In 2 Corinthians 10, 3. Highlight this, declare this all week. For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. No, on the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. Come on. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take every thought, we take captive every thought because the enemy's taking captive people to do his will. So we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ Jesus. In other words, we take every thought that the enemy brings, every lie, and we arrest it as a police officer arrests. We arrest it and make it surrender to the word about Christ, the word of his truth. We make every thought Surrender unto Jesus Christ. There are lies you have built your life around. Things that were activated in kindergarten you carry around with them today. Get rid of them. They have influenced your life for far too long, child. I will declare I am royalty, born of God with the blessing of Abraham on me and my family. I am anointed. I love people. I am a hard worker and I am disciplined. I want to build the church into the bride the Lord longs to return for. God can do more than I ever dreamed according to the power at work within me. And that same power that raised Christ from the dead is living in me. And if God is for me with him, nothing is impossible. Amen. Come on, shout somebody. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory. I'm just speaking the word. This is the word. Oh, God. You say, I agree with you, Dustin. I agree with you. But I don't know how big of a deal this is for my life. I want to cover all the grounds. Maybe this is important to you. Maybe, maybe this is like something small you feel like. I want to reveal to you it's bigger than you think. Page 93. <laughs> Studies reveal that we are bombarded by about 500 unintentional and intrusive thoughts a day. 500. You didn't want them there. Unexpected, unwanted, intrusive thoughts a day. That's approximately two hours a day of thoughts we do not want to think. That's a big deal. If we're not combating it with the word of God. He writes in the Psalms, within your temple, O God, we meditate on your unfailing love. We meditate on it. Within your temple, I meditate on it. Every day, morning, noon, and night, I meditate on your word. Come on. We meditate on your word. Come on. All the things that were said, I am chosen. I am loved. I am accepted. God, I am who you, you say I am. I have the blessing of Abraham. Come on. Come on, somebody. Receive it now. Receive it now. Tell the lie. You lied to me. You lied to me. Now it's time to start afresh. It's time to start anew. We meditate on your unfailing Love. Amen. So I'm going to close with a few things. How do we walk without listening to the lies? How do we walk without listening to the lies? Number one is this. Remember, we're in a fight. It says develop. Develop your corner. 
Develop your corner. You're in a fight. You're Rocky Balboa. I got, I got a series for Rocky Balboa. So my mom's preaching next week for Mother's Day, which is exciting. So come. And then I'm doing a series, and, it, and it's kind of inspired by Rocky Balboa. And you'll have to hear that. So if you haven't seen Rocky in a while, watch Rocky IV. Rocky IV is the one. Okay, Rocky IV is the one. The Russian. Yeah, yeah. Find it. I'm sure you can find it. Okay. Develop your corner. Who's your mick? right? Who's your person in your corner? Who is that positive voice for you? I don't mean blowing smoke or saying one thing in front of you and, and another behind your back. I mean, truly for you to succeed. They want to see God fulfill everything that he's promised to you. You need to stick with them. You need to fight the urge to run. I'm serious. Make those relationships happen. Make them happen. Number two, download and declare the word. It's not just enough to be hearers of the word, but do what it says, right? Do what it says. Believe what it says about you. Believe who you're, you're, you're called to live, how you're called to walk and walk. Download the truth. Uh, memorize scripture. Meditate on the word, but also then declare it. Speak it over your life. If you have two hours a day where you're thinking those negative thoughts that you don't want to be there, man, let's combat them with the word of God. No, no, no. I am the righteousness of God in Christ, right? I don't have to bear that, right? I'm not, I'm not poor spiritually speaking. No, I am rich. I'm a royal priesthood, a holy nation set apart and set aside for a specific purpose and calling. That is, that is who I am and I'm going to receive that, Lord. So I'm going to download and declare the truth. Declare it. And then the final thing is this. The daily practice of worship. In other words, never stop worshiping. Paul writes, rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Where did that begin? Rejoice. Rejoice. Never stop worshiping. I said it a while ago, but there's nothing more perspective shifting than worshiping Jesus. And you have to understand this now. A lot of people think, uh, I hear it in the church, you know, I'm not worthy to worship, right? I'm not worthy. You know, Dustin's up there dancing, acting a fool, you know? I'm not who said anything about you being worthy? He's the one worthy to be worshipped. The reason why I worship like I do is because I'm not worthy. And He makes me worthy. And He is worthy so I can act the fool because I don't have it all together. 
I believed lies so many times in my life. That's why I need to let go in worship. Rejoice because the Lord has not left my side. Rejoice because I'm still here and I'm still alive and my breath is still breathing. I'm still breathing and my heart is still beating. God, you're doing it. You're not done with me yet. So I will not believe the lies. And I will worship freely, not because I'm worthy, but because you are worthy. Let's stand. I'm going to finish this. Finish it how I started. But now, the lies are gone. Now the lies are gone. It's, it's, it's over. Now, how do we worship? Now, how do we listen to the Word of God? Okay, you're free. You are who God says you are. Understand me? You are who God says you are. Not what the enemy says. Not what your flesh says. Not what your ex says. You are what God says you are. You're a new creation. The old is gone and the new has come today. Come on. Now to Him. In your life, now to Him who is able to do immeasurably more, Ollie, immeasurably more, immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to His power, not ours, His power that's at work within us to Him. Come on, church. Be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Would the church say amen? Come on, give them praise. Amen.